When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, audio only show today, hours after Brock Purdy fraudulently advances to the (laughs) NFC Championship game. He can't keep getting away with this. Kudos, I guess, to San Francisco. They'll play the Eagles and and hopefully lose next week. We got bigger things to talk about. And I think, Bo, it really kind of centers around the availability or lack thereof. Where the hell is D'Amico Ryans? And why didn't the Cardinals get this interview done before waiting to the last minute? He's a busy guy. Was there too much public outcry that he was potentially within the the final hours before the Niners took on the dragons and uh, the dragons, I'm sorry, as a house of dragon commercial goes across my TV screen. (laughs) Holy crap. Uh, The Cowboys, one of my favorite pastimes is watching their season end uh, without a Super Bowl again. Uh, Hours before, did he take too much public, you know, flack that maybe he canceled the two interviews he had remaining before they were going to take on the Cowboys. I don't know, but it was a busy news filled weekend for the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, that's just that was not the cherry on top that we wanted, Johnny. No, and it pisses me off because you think about like the two teams I would have pegged as the favorites to get to Miko had those interviews gone down. Like we talked about it on Friday show, like John McClain, Houston Chronicle, like they're going to try to court D'Amico Ryan. Well, newsflash, Johnny, they don't have their interview scheduled. They're going to have to wait if they want to hire D'Amico Ryan's. I'm trying to pull this up in real time, so you're going to have to forgive me, podcasting audience. But the Colts, it sounds like, got an interview request in um, and I think got their interview in. Uh, I also know that the Broncos got their interview in with D'Amico yeah. Ryans. And, Friday, and I, night, Friday night, Houston, their team Twitter account, tweeted out that the Texans had completed their interview with D'Amico Ryans. So that that just leaves the Arizona Cardinals and I believe the Carolina Panthers. The okay. Team so the Texans not- did get their interview in. I was under yeah. the impression that they did not. Okay, so they complete. Oh, it was the Panthers and the Cardinals who were told, take take a beat. They canceled. They canceled D'Amico Ryan canceled on the Panthers and the Cardinals. So he interviewed with Houston. He interviewed with, with Denver. And he interviewed with Indy. Um, why didn't Michael Bidwell, Bo, prioritize this earlier in the week. If, if you're going to knock Michael Bidwell this offseason and there hasn't been much to knock, why are you interviewing Vance Joseph? We've got our chart. We're tracking this in real time. Why are you interviewing Frank Wright and Vance Joseph midweek last week, the 17th and the 18th? Why, um, why are you sneaking in a Dan Quinn one-hour virtual interview? Why are you talking to Aaron Glenn on Saturday as well? Uh, I mean, I, I just think that D'Amico Ryans, it's no secret to anybody, is going to be is the hottest candidate out there not named Sean Payton. It's frustrating because I think that Cardinal fans, myself included, even after they submitted the request, like, 
he put them on the back burner earlier in the week. Remember, it was like they were going to do it on like Thursday or Friday. And then they're like, wait a minute, we're going to TBD it for a later date. And I'm like, that's not good. That's got kind of the Sean Payton stench a little bit with going on there. We'll talk about that later. But And then they, they schedule it, which you're like, shit, all right, they're going to do it Saturday, probably Saturday. And then you get the Fowler report saying it's definitely happening. And then people started freaking out Niners Twitter because I put something out saying it was Sunday based on Fowler's report. But then like maybe it was late Saturday. Turns out it never happened and it was never going to happen. And that's a gut punch, man, because per the NFL rules, unless we needed a a Niner loss today for many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Had they lost today on Sunday, he would have been fair game immediately. And he probably would have interviewed Tuesday. But now you have to hope that they lose to the Eagles next week. Otherwise, you couldn't interview him for the first time until the week before the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, I think that the Eagles are beating the 49ers next weekend, but like, you're going to wait even a full week to do your first interview with D'Amico Ryans. You're going to wait until what's today. We're recording this. It's the 22nd. So tomorrow's the 23rd. So potentially you're going to wait to do your first interview with D'Amico Ryans on the 30th or like the 1st of February. That, that to me, I just feel like, like we feel like you should have incentivized D'Amico Ryan's bowl, but I guess they they thought that either they weren't going to be in contention for him or they could have taken their time. And regardless, I think it was a mistake. Well, it's also going to be telling to see, you know, who which teams fill vacancies between now and then. I mean, right. It's, it's one thing to have that sense of urgency and then just to get that spot filled. Obviously, there's a lot that's going to come down the pike. Obviously, you want to kind of get – your coaching staff and order start to do that as the college all-star game start to happen, the senior bowl East West shrine game. I mean, there's going to be so many things going on that you want that spot filled, but you know, do some of the teams that feel like they're not even in it, do they start to kind of move off of D'Amico Ryan's or do they feel like they can't wait? Uh, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if they end up getting him, I have no problem with it. It, it. I don't care how long it takes. It, it becomes a Bruce Arian situation. But don't you have to have assurance that you're going to get him to wait, to wait 10 and more days? And it's tough to know that. I mean, and also just how this weekend played out or, or this week played out, it, it shouldn't give you very much confidence. Like he did not prioritize the Cardinals. I mean, the, the Texans got the interview on, uh, as we said, on Friday, he's interviewed with other teams already the Broncos, they met with him in the Bay Area, I think, on Thursday. So, yeah, there, there isn't – both parties are not prioritizing each other. So, it just makes you think. I mean, do the Arizona Cardinals, were they just going to do a token interview just because they wanted to continue to cast this wide net and show that and just just played it too cool, played it way too cool, and then D'Amico Ryan's defense shines in, enti- in the, the entire contest, you know, against – Dak Prescott, that Dallas Cowboys offense. I mean, holding them to 12 points. I mean, it was masterful. And to see, especially at the end, where you see poor Dalton Schultz make two dumb boneheaded mistakes. We talk about the lack of attention to details in Arizona for so long. And you saw it on full display with Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore's (laughs) offense for Dallas with Schultz, who, you know, he, he makes the move backwards instead of forwards so he doesn't get the clock to stop going out of bounds. And then the next play, it feels like he doesn't get his, he lacks his day. doesn't get his foot down. And it's just like, and then D'Amico Ryan's defense is, is making sure that he's going backwards. Like his defense was ready, like so prepared for that game. 
and kicked so much ass. Uh, it was more than just like Nick Bosa and, and the stars there. It was that right. was just balling. And D'Amico Ryans was a big part of it. And, and Dallas, his offense couldn't match it. I mean, Dan Quinn, another guy who interviewed for, for this job with the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, his defense played well, but, you know, D'Amico's defense played great. Right. It's a generational unit, and it's not because of just personnel. It's it's because of his leadership. And, again, I, I just – he made Dak Prescott look awful. I mean, yeah. slow and old and beat up. Uh, and outside of a couple, you know, Hail Mary plays from, from CeeDee Lamb, I mean, Zeke looked terrible. I mean – it was, a, it was a clinic, especially in the red zone. I mean, they could Seeking do nothing. center on that final play? I Yeah, it was an embarrassment. I mean, like all the goodwill that Mike McCarthy built up last week, I mean, he, he ran through it pretty quickly. And I, I threw some shade at your boy Kellen Moore on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. stay away from Kellen Moore. Yeah, I don't probably. need to see that in, in, in Arizona. Um, so let's, let's contextualize this because this I mean, Brian Flores – who I think is the overwhelming favorite right now to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and I don't think there's a close second, is going to the facility tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this again you know, late Sunday night. So Monday, January 23rd, Brian Flores is going to sit one-on-one with Monty Asenfort, and then he's going to meet with Michael Bidwell um, for the second time. They met with him back in, in 2018. Um, I, th- I think right now, barring something unforeseen, that that – that that's going to be become the the talking point because you look at the tracker, Bo, our tracker of head coaches, and and what's going on here. Here's some problems that the Cardinals either have ran themselves into, or might, maybe not. Maybe they weren't prioritizing it. The Sean Payton saga seems to have taken a screeching halt, and they've had every opportunity to to request not request but schedule. They have not prioritized scheduling with Sean Payton. I still think he's going to go back to Fox. Whatever uh, our guy. Uh, Benjamin Albright says they requested to talk to Jonathan Gannon. Now that that could have happened over the weekend. We didn't know about it. We haven't heard about it yet. He can't talk to them. If they haven't spoken to John Gannon, same thing like D'Amico. He can't talk to them until at least next week. And then, of course, D'Amico Ryans canceled on the Cardinals. So then it's like, okay, Brian Flores is interviewing tomorrow. They did a an hour Zoom with Dan Quinn. Now that could pivot to a second interview in person. That, that's very possible. But then it's Aaron Glenn, uh, our guy, Averro, the D.C. with the Broncos, Vance Joseph, and Frank Wright. I mean, like, if that's the group we're pulling from, Bo, you got to be down on your hands and knees Monday morning that Brian Flores is never allowed to leave the state of Arizona when he gets when he gets to, to Tempe tomorrow because good hell, the rest of that group, not great. No, it's not. I mean, it's as unproven as, as you could possibly get. Uh, it, it's really got 2013 coach search vibes to it, you know, where, where they lucked into Bruce Arians, where the Bears weren't smart enough to uh, to keep Bruce and, and hire him. Instead, they went with the nerd coach, uh, Mark Tressman, instead. Uh, it, it's, it's yeah, it's concerning. This is where, you, obviously, you're not hitting the panic button, but it's not great. It's not looking great. Uh, the, the one thing I would say, though, I guess the, the silver lining here is, you know, Brian Flores is interviewing otherwise for defensive coordinator jobs. Yeah. In, Atlanta, in Minnesota. And and it's not, he's, he, he isn't getting, I, I believe the only head coaching interview he has is with the Arizona Cardinals. So um, that's, that's kind of the saving that's, grace here. That's Kingsbury vibes. Now I know Kingsbury interview with the Jets once upon a time, right. that same hiring cycle, but it, 
it's not Kingsbury vibes in the sense that like Brian Flores deserves to be a head coach again because of what he did. Cliff, everybody was like, what are you doing? What's happening in Arizona with the Jets and the Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, you're interviewing who you're fighting over Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. That, I mean, does it, does it show you both that like it's, we got a report Ian Cunningham dec- like was offered the job for Michael Bidwell. And right. he said, no, it, and quote, it wasn't a good fit. Now that can mean a lot of different things, relocation, money, vibes, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. is this disheartening for Cardinal fans? We're sitting here again, late January, and you're kind of scraping through the bottom of the barrel of sorts in, in certain aspects of your coaching search. Right. But you, you, you hope that the organization remains steadfast, right? That they, they, they stick with their plan. If they, if they're not getting those, as long as they're not getting their vibes, like it, it's, you know, D'Amico Ryan's bald head is saying, no, I got to wash my hair today. I can't do it. Right. As long as he's not putting it off and, and just kind of doing it to, to be courteous to you, but also not completely just say thanks, but no thanks. Right. Uh, and and with the rest of these candidates, right. The, the Jonathan Gannon's it's, it's Philly's defense dominated Danny dimes and the giants on Saturday. Um, no, but you, you shouldn't feel comfortable. Like at, at, at no time should you feel comfortable. And you know, the other hot coordinators, like the Bengals, two coordinators, one who I had on my list, the offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, and their defensive coordinator absolutely deserves maybe a look. But to your point, you can't talk to them now. Like those guys are off limits. I don't know if that crop is deep enough to where maybe you say, hey, we, st- we still want to talk to these guys. We still want to continue to cast that wide net. And, and in order to do so and to do that due diligence, we just have to be patient. And I know in this, uh, you know, we need everything now world we live in, it's tough to do so, but uh, you just hope to see progress, right? You hope to see maybe if an interview isn't scheduled, you know, obviously for next week because you can't, it's scheduled. The like we get reports I, that D'Amico Ryan's is gonna is gonna do it between the conference championship game and, and Super Bowl potentially. I just I have never ever heard of a scenario in which a team hired a coach and waited until the week of the conference championship game to do the first interview um, or the week after. I'm sorry. No, I've yeah, never I, heard of that happening. I, like my confidence is waning. Absolutely. That that's a realistic possibility. When Kyle Shanahan got the Niner job, it was understood. He was going to take that job when he was with the Falcons. Remember that whole, they didn't hire him for that whole playoff run, but like yeah. after their wild card win, like they had fired their coach in San Francisco. They had fired Chip Kelly like early and they were like, Kyle's our guy. And they had done vetting and they had talked to him and he was like, I'm taking your job. Let me, let me do this postseason route with Atlanta. Like the, you cannot have confidence. He's going to, he's going to be in the mix now. You just can't. Right. Because again, I, they're going to do second interviews, hundred percent. Like this will not be Brian Flores. And he's already advanced to round two by default, right? He had a first round buy in this coaching search. So you look at the rest of this group and it's like, Bo, who's even going to be asked back that we have to fucking sweat out of from this group? Like, does, do, do they do they call Mike Kafka this week and say, Mike, you, you had a nice year with Brian Dable. Come in like that's a trendy name. You can't interview anybody on Philadelphia staff. Right. There's nobody really in the in the AFC that I think you would want. I mean, like this is this is it. This is this is what you got going on for the next head coach. You hope not. You just hope not. Like, I, I understand. Like, it, okay. it, 
give me a name. Give me a name that they could interview that they haven't yet. That's available to interview. Yeah, like tomorrow we could get a request. Like they're interviewing Flores, but they put in a request to talk to X coach. It would have to be like a Kafka. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> What's DraftKings say? Like we don't. I'm not even. I don't even have to do an official DraftKings read. We love I, DraftKings. Like if you're not if you're not putting your fucking 401k on Brian Flores right now to become the next head coach of this team. They're doing our Zoom sessions. I my son's uh, parent teacher conference lasted longer than that, and they're doing they're they're doing an hour with Dan Quinn. Brian Flores has moved to one fifteen. It was at one fifty on Friday. It's w- plus one fifteen. You'll like this: D'Amico Ryan's and Vance Joseph both neck and neck at plus five fifty. Brian Flores so tomorrow. Gonna, so he was plus seven hundred on Friday when we had our show, yeah. our live show. So he I bet up. that hasn't I bet that hasn't been updated since then though. That probably got updated when they when the interview was gonna go down. Yeah. I predict by tomorrow, this time tomorrow, Monday night, Flores will be but either do you, even money or have let minus. me ask you this. Is there it seems like in the Denver Broncos it feels like was were light years ahead of all the other organizations. They were lining up even before Black Monday. They were already lining up. They I think they already interviewed like Jim Harbaugh already. They were lining up interview after interview. And do you, do you think at least Denver makes a decision this week? Are we going to see what the five openings? No. Are we going to see a hiring this week? I don't think so. And I, so what's, right. what's the rush? I mean, I understand. can you start from scratch with D'Amico Ryan's next week? If he's the guy, how, how do they know? How does he know that they know? I don't know. I want him to be the guy. You want him to be the guy. As I watch, as I watch him kick Dak Prescott's ass, that was, that was a clinic in the in the yeah in the divisional round. I mean, you you have to you have to get that com- you have to have that conversation unless the vibes that you got this weekend, and I know you're putting a lot of a lot of stress and a lot of pressure on your first time GM to to read the room here. Like, is it is can they have a realistic conversation? Can he be a legitimate candidate? That that's what they. If D'Amico's like, damn it, couldn't work it in. I'm sorry, we got to make this. We got to make this happen. Just, just. I know the window's closed for now. Let's make it happen afterwards. But if it's like, ah, uh, if he, if he's wavering on it, then yeah, you got to move forward. You talk to your guys. You, right you start to you start to move on offensive coordinators. I don't disagree with that, and I know like people should be skeptical that you can get even make anything happen with Ryan's, which is unfortunate. It's it's a big. Like I said, I I thought Ryan's getting on the schedule would save face franchise that that kind of gotten stiff armed by a couple key candidates, and that's brutal. But you know, in order to continue the momentum, to sit on your hands for a full week straight, that's a tough look, and that's that's tough to sell to a fan base. Like I, my buddy who's a Niner fan asking me how real their interest was. I'm like, well, I'm sure they like him, right. but like Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. Are they recommending D'Amico go to Arizona? Probably not, right? That's 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 tough. Um, and I think that, you know, the new GM, not having a relationship with him, had you been able to get the guy who went to Tennessee, Karth, if you got an Adam Peters, you, you had a pretty good shot, I think, to at least get D'Amico in the building and talk to him. There's a familiar face. You worked with them. Probably had many personnel meetings about draft picks and free agents. Like I, to me, it's like if they were all in on D'Amico, then you 
if Michael Bidwell wanted D'Amico Ryans, if they had met before, if he had interviews with them or casual, you know, one-offs at these, these, you know, diversity inclusion sessions that they've had in the off season uh, in an effort to get, you know, more minority coaches that Michael Bidwell is so passionate about, say their paths crossed at one of those. He's like, man, I'm really taking with D'Amico Ryans. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to get somebody from San Francisco to come run my personnel department so we can get D'Amico Ryans. That didn't happen. I mean, the two guys they offered to the job were not the two guys from San Francisco. Granted, they were turned down by Adam Peters. So if you're, if you're scoring at home, they've been turned down by two GMs and a, head, and a head coaching prospect, at least right now, and they've opted to not interview Sean Payton, at least right now. It's a little strange, but it's not the end of the world. And I think that that's what's important is everything we've heard about Monty Asenforth, the way people talk about him, mm-hmm. totally qualified to be a general manager in the NFL. For is sure. he going to do a good job? We hope so. We don't know, though. Yeah. Now it's like I I really do believe like to get this fan base fired up, you you got to be able to pull in Brian Flores, w- whatever it takes. And it's but uh, you're, you're, to- you're wincing at me. No, I know. I, I just think that I mean, like to what I said earlier, I mean, he's not getting anything beyond a defensive coordinator job outside of the Cardinals. So do you think there's any possibility he could just decline the job? If they no. offered him the head job, do you think there's any possibility he, say, no, he says no? He, I think he sees it as his his way to uh, redeem himself not or, or vindicate himself, no doubt. Right, yeah. And um, he, he, I think he would like the idea of a working relationship with somebody that he's familiar with uh, in Monty Osenfort. No, I, I think that there, there's no way he's going to be like, ah, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to go – go be the DC and hitch my wagon to Kirk cousins in Minnesota or Desmond Ritter in, in, in Atlanta. I, I just don't think that that's going to happen. So you have the luxury of your, your beat, your plan B, your plan C, you know, if your plan C is Frank Reich, I mean, these guys aren't getting head coaching interviews. So, and, and you're not going to see any movement potentially from the other four vacancies. So if, I if bet. you you need to just vet out somehow. And I know he's a busy guy. Uh, and, and I don't know if it, if the, if the line is just dead for a week straight, but just figure out if you can get that interview. And if you can, you, you keep that, you keep that hope alive. Uh, I will uh, say this is we're 20 plus minutes into this, that it was the Colts. The Colts never did get the interview is according to uh, Jay Glazer, big shout out to uh, Brandon Butterfield who, yeah, they didn't get the interview. They didn't get the interview. So it wasn't the Panthers. He must have done the Panthers earlier or if he had the reschedule too, like Sean Payton. But Cards and Colts. Um, he, he, the two teams we thought were going to yeah. vie for him. Yeah, he canceled on them to spend the rest of the day working on the game plan against the Cowboys. Okay, so let's do process of elimination here. Um, because. But it seemed like it was on Sunday because Glazer tweeted that out. On Tell web, webforums69.com that came after me about, about the tweet about Sunday. It's like, calm the fuck down, Niner fans. Give us something to, to hope for. I don't care when the Cardinals interview them or where they do it. But, yeah, I mean, let's do process of elimination, Bo, because I let's put the Cardinals and the, Col- and the Texans aside for a second. I'm mm-hmm. glad you clarified that. Um, uh, again, this, this, this is me thinking probably too simplistic – but if, if Carolina is going to go with a defensive guy, why wouldn't they just hire Steve Wilkes? I know it's not apples and oranges, but that, that just seems like a, that's a tough look for Steve Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like they are staunchly – they're interviewing off, all the offensive guys. Mm-hmm. 
And if I if I pull up DraftKings right now, and I I meant to talk about this on the show on Friday, isn't Steichen the favorite there? Yeah, like D'Amico's not favored to go anywhere on DraftKings. That's what I was saying on Friday. I was like, this is, in my opinion, this is the top newcomer to the offensive coordinator crop. I think he's the the cream of the offensive co- or the the coordinator crop. And we there could be a reality where he's going back and he's the DC of the San Francisco 49ers because these franchises are too ignorant to get out of their own way. All right, here, real quick, rapid fire. Panthers, Shane Stetchen is the favorite at plus 260. That that feels pretty legitimate. You get CJ Stroud or whomever. Carolina wants to trade up for a quarterback. Peyton's plus 350 there. Wilkes is plus 400. Then you got to jump all the way down to like sixth in line. D'Amico Ryan's a plus 1,000. Broncos, all right. Peyton's plus 175. Dan Quinn's plus 300. Their head coach is going to be one of those two guys, either right. Sean Payton or Dan Quinn. Now, D'Amico's plus 500. He's third. It's, I mean, it's going to be one of those three, but that, like Dan Quinn, like that's going to get done. I feel like, I feel like Sean Payton's going back to Fox. Dan Quinn was interviewed last year. They they wanted Dan Quinn, but they had talked themselves into Hackett. They wanted the sexy offensive coach. But then the Colts, who's the favorite for the Colts? Plus 250, Jeff Saturday. What the? <laughs> and then you've got Eric Bieniemy at plus 350, and then D'Amico Ryan's at plus 400. And they like, for the they Colts. like uh, Raheem, um, was it Raheem Morris from Yeah, he's plus 900. Is he? Now that I'm, now that I'm looking at this, though, and then we've got Houston's not even available on here because they're that much of a tire fire. I'm looking at this Colts odd. And if they, if Ursa has any pulse of the room, everybody says B not getting a head job. Right. And they're saying he needs to go somewhere else and take another OC job so he can prove himself away from Andy Reid, which I don't disagree with. Let's if they don't hire Saturday, it's like red flags that, that have just been there forever. Right. Is 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 the Colts the job for D'Amico Ryan's? Is that the job that makes I, I the most think, sense? I think the Texans just because there's familiarity there. Without doing an interview, though, he's no, not going to talk to them. They did. They interviewed him on Friday. Okay, so the Colts didn't get it. The, right. See, I'm I'm getting the Colts and the Texans to the Panthers. South dumpster fires. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, all right, so the Colts, so the Texans talked to him. They did. So maybe They're, that's why it's not even on DraftKings. Yeah, I don't know why Houston wouldn't be on there. I, I think that that's the team that they shouldn't be in the conversation. Everybody knows they're a disaster. I don't know if he just keeps the door open because... Yeah, they're not even on here. Because they were the team that he started with, right? He played a lot of his solid years in the NFL at wearing a Texans uniform. And it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. And, and what he's probably getting from is the people he respects in the Niners organization. It, it's that that's what's wild to me is is that D'Amico Ryan's could be saddled with just a, a job that falls in his lap or the only opening that that was smart enough to to keep to to offer him the job. And and I think that's that's the only thing that should give Cardinals fans hope at this point, right? Cuz it seems like the Broncos he's got two people legitimately in front of him, and if things seriously fall apart there, they didn't happen, right? Um, and, and then, you know, Carolina, who's got all the money. I, I think Carolina is, is still a place that would be smart to to offer him because, you know, played at Bama and, you know, it's kind of the South a little bit. Would, would he 
go back close to home, good defense. You got Burns, you got uh, Derek Brown, you got J.C. Horn. There's there's a lot of appealing things about Carolina outside of the quarterback position. So I, I think just the way that the the dominoes are falling right now, it, it's playing to the Cardinals' advantage to where, you know, do you have the guts to be patient? Well, Which I mean, Michael Bidwell has been out one interview. That's the biggest part, and I and I hear you on that. That is, what were you doing interviewing Vance Joseph and Frank Wright? Prime real estate, seventeenth and eighteenth of the month. You just take the PG, run over to Santa Clara, and and block out an hour. Well, I mean, the problem is, I mean, you know how NFL practice weeks work. I mean, Wednesday it's install. So I mean, that's they they hired Monty on. Monday night and then he has this press conference Tuesday and then I mean you should have he should have been the first person you call but you know Wednesday's probably a no-go for most of those guys right and then Thursday he was meeting with with Denver I don't know why they didn't just try to line up a, a meeting in the Bay Area just like the Broncos did I don't know I mean that's to me I agree with you I think that's a big misstep and it's wild because out. It, I can't believe we spent so much time on this because they, they hired a, an assistant general manager and they've got a meeting next weekend reported uh, with DeAndre Hopkins about his future. There's so much good stuff this weekend. Some of it good, some of it mind boggling. All right. We'll talk more about the head coach on Monday. And I was going to ask you like, who's a sleeper for this job. There isn't one right now. We're like Michael Bidwell is asleep for the sleepers and it's, it's everything's pointing at Brian Flores. We're going to talk about that on the show Monday. All right. So let's, I want to talk about the assistant GM um, because I listen, I, you know, Bo, I'm not shy about my disdain for like the Kime tree. And mm-hmm. I think it was poison in the franchise. And we talked about this in November and December. We got some pushback. Like if I'm sorry, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, like you have a relationship with Steve Kime professionally, like you're just, uh, it's process. Uh, it's not process of elimination, but it's just you're you you're associated you're associated with him for better or worse. Right. Even if you tr- if, even if you tried to push back on every decision he has ever made, mm-hmm. you can't you can't be associated with Steve Kime and the and the infection that he was on this franchise and think that you're going to get these jobs because right. p- smart people are going to come in. Monty Asenfort, we tweeted out from PHNX Cardinals, first external GM in 29 years. He's going to come in and want his own people. And right. he, I think he got a good one. I, I do too. I mean, so they make the hire of Dan Sears from Detroit. In Detroit, if you look at their track record, especially drafting the last couple of years, it's unreal. Uh, what they've done in the trenches, what they've done as far as just finding late round talent. And Dan Sears, like Monty Asenfort, 22, 23 years experience scouting, working in front of NFL front offices. And it's just, I think it's Dave, Dave Sears. I'm sorry. Yes. Dave Sears. Correct. And you've got Sears who comes in with an immense amount of, uh, of uh, just experience and some sort of connection with Monty Austin for a lot of mutual respect there. And you've got Adrian Wilson, who's really just started half a decade, like, what, five, six years ago uh, as a scout and he's made his way up and he's a, he's a, he's a quick riser through the Cardinals ranks, but also guilty by association uh, with Steve Kime. 
and they needed some fresh eyes on this. And I think it's just sometimes professionally, it's unfortunate for people you run into it and you just, it's bad luck. And, but I think the Cardinals fans need to realize, look, you got the best version of Adrian Wilson. That was the player. I don't think that like, does he become, does he rise the ranks somewhere else? Does he, does he prove you wrong and say he's the next John Lynch or he's the next like master architect of NFL teams? I mean, maybe, but if I'm, if I'm Michael Bidwell and I'm looking at how the last 10 years went down, I, you know, I'm, I'm betting on external right now. I'm, I'm betting on somebody outside the organization to get some fresh eyes on this and to really give it a true attempt at building this thing correctly. And I just don't think that that could have been done by the, the, the internal, you know, guys that were there between Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. A couple names. If you're casually looking up Dave Sears, what the lines have done in the draft recently, um, they took Amon Ron St. Brown, uh, who's become a pretty good household name for your casual NFL fan. Um, two rounds later, then the Cardinals took Rondell Moore back in that 2021 draft. Uh, St. Brown averages now back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Phenomenal player uh, out of, uh, I believe he went to USC. Yeah. Uh, and he was a fourth-round pick. Uh, they also took Panay Sewell. Um, they've just they've pressed all the right buttons in personnel and the draft, and this is the guy that's the head of their, was the head of the Detroit Lions college scouting department. And now he works for the Arizona Cardinals. Thank fucking God. And they get some new life and some new blood. And again, I'll put a bow on it the, the best way I can, Bo. Like, I, I think very similar, like Eric Bieniemy, Quentin Harris and, and, and Adrian Wilson. I, I just, I feel like that the window for them to get promoted with this franchise is gone um, mm-hmm. for these jobs because Michael Bidwell you know, fair or not, saw what happened with Steve Kime and wa- wa- wisely said, I'm going to pivot and I got to pivot to new people. And when you empower a new a new manager, a new GM, and you want somebody that had options, and Monty did, you have to give them the ability to hire their own people. For and sure. That's what, for a lot of people, didn't understand. It's like, you know, I got messages and people are saying, like, I don't really get what the team is doing. Well, they're doing what they've never done before. Mm-hmm. And we should commend them for that, even if it means that, I mean, the the rap sheet tweet was was, was pretty, yeah, it was pretty wild. It was like pa- shockingly or surprisingly passing over two strong internal candidates, and I'm like, yeah, but the, you watch this team 17 weeks every year, and you watch how they operate in the draft. And again, I'm not putting it all on Quentin and Adrian. It's not surprising. I think Michael Bidwell's finally woken up. Yeah, and I don't think that there isn't a path to where they can can't remain with the organization. Sure. And, they want to and land where they want it with it, with an assistant GM job or a GM job. Like if the Arizona Cardinals front office, that's that's that money. Austin Ford is building is successful. Immensely success, successful. Look at what's going on with San Francisco. I mean, they mm-hmm. had two guys that were legitimate candidates. You know, Perry decided to not interview. He wanted to focus on the playoffs. And then you had Rand Carthon who got the GM job. Uh, in Tennessee. So, I mean, if, if they kick ass, it doesn't matter. They're going to want to teams are going right. to pick from your, from your front office. So if, if they like what, if, if there's mutual respect and there there's in, in a dub and Quentin Harris want to stay here place they're familiar with that they've been with for so long and learn under new leadership, that might not be the worst idea, but I still wouldn't, I think everybody understands like, okay, they passed up on you. And you, if you feel like you need to go elsewhere 
to kind of get that opportunity, then do it. And no, nobody would, nobody would hold it against them. Aaron Glenn relationship with, with Dave Sears at all, maybe as the Lions DC, is that somebody to watch for, or is that reaching too much? That might be why he got the interview. I thought about that. Yeah. I mean, that that might've been why he got the interview and Sears like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta talk to this guy at least. Um, But I I hope that, you know, that the DC on the leagues, what was it in the twenties was it? 26th ranked defense. Yeah, it was it was down there. It was down yeah. there with old Vance. Yeah. Um, and again, d- deserves to keep his job because they're training up in Detroit. But I, I don't think anybody's making a claim that Aaron Glenn's ready to be a head coach in the NFL. Um, all right. Well, there's so much to talk I like, about. I like, I like Glenn where it's not the Cardinals being prisoners of the moment necessarily. Yeah. Like Glenn was a name that was kind of banning around a couple of years ago, like when he was hired as the DC people were like, okay, that guy's going to be a future head coach. And, and that's probably, you know, maybe it's, it's too soon for that, but I'm glad they're talking to a guy that's well-respected around the league from, from players to, to coaches around the league. So that's, that's good. That's, that's casting the wide net. That's it. And finally, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is going to talk to Monty Austin Ford this week about the future with, with him and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I texted you, Bo. I have a problem with this becoming public because I am concerned that this will turn into what happened with the Dallas Cowboys where you knew a divorce was coming so teams could underbid. Um, I don't I don't see a benefit, and you could pr- hopefully you can talk me out of this, <laughs> of coming out of this meeting and publicly stating, yeah, we think it's best if DeAndre, we're going to look for a new team. It's just like, or don't do that and just say, We'll figure it out over the course of the offseason. Leave us alone. The, the we biggest, may keep him. We may trade him. The biggest issue I have with this is you don't know who the coach is. Doesn't it come down yeah. to the coach? Doesn't or do coach? or or do you? Do you know who the coach is? Is the coach yeah. coming tomorrow? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it, you either have a really good sense of it. Yeah, is it Brian Flores? You know, D'Amico Ryan's going to interview for in two weeks, and yeah. the ops got a foot out the door. Right. Yeah. That's that. I mean. That's where you're like, what What are we doing here? I mean, because Monty said he wants to everybody to be unified front, right? Um, so, and he's just going to make decisions. He's going to take the best wide receiver that's, you know, in that facility and, you know, one of the best in the NFC West and in the league. You're going to just keep, you're just going to make the decision on your own. Like, hey, we're going to deal you. Or, you know, is it a conversation like, hey, you know, I heard that this could be, this could be mutually beneficial for both sides. Like you want to compete at 30 going 31. Uh, you've only got so many years left. Do you want to, would you, you know, wave your no trade clause and, and help us make a deal to bring in some draft capital and expedite this rebuild. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear what comes out of that, that uh, if anything comes out of that meeting, that's going to happen reportedly this week for the Arizona Cardinals and star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, Anything breaks on Monday, we will uh, we'll break it down on PHNX Cardinals tomorrow afternoon. Live shows all week, Johnny. So we're just kind of gearing up for another week of coaching requests and interviews and maybe some traction towards a, a new head coach. You never know. Don't you outro this show. I'm ready to go another hour. There's too <laughs> much going on. See, you can barely right. keep both eyes open. I'm I'm disappointed with this D'Amico news. but It is. I forgot that took not, center stage and I forgot about this other shit that went on. Yeah. I'm not trying to like 
spit shine this turd. That's that's a turd sandwich, no doubt about it. That you know, seemed like they were trying to shoehorn an interview in. You're like, what are you honestly going to get out of an interview? That really seemed like it was going to be on the day of the game, and then he's just like, you know, I've got too much on my plate. That I let's just reschedule it. And then the NFL rules are in place where you can't even talk to him this week. So Cardinals have put themselves in a in a rough spot and the sky is blue and other things that you already knew. <laughs> love this franchise. Love this podcast. PHNX Cardinals podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast, like, and subscribe buckle up. We're back Monday through Friday, live shows, including our four thirty special at four peaks in Tempe. Come on down, hang out. Let's talk some cards. Coach carousel for Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you Monday.